All right, y'all. This has been a long time coming. You already know. We got the queen here. She's a young artist from Cincinnati. Her latest album is coming out Friday. Give a big shout out to the god, the legend, Chloe Hotline. Introduce yourself. Uh, thank you for having me, first and foremost. And yeah, this is uh, Chloe Hotline, uh, aka Big Chloe, aka one of the greatest from Ohio ever. Mm -hmm. So, okay, okay. So, Ohio, how long have you been living there? My whole life, my whole life. Um, my whole, yeah, my whole life I've been living in Ohio. It's pretty much been the same thing, just being in the same environment. It's just that you get older and you notice, like, you notice more things as you get older, mm -hmm. you know, especially when you're, especially when you're living in like a metropolis type area, type area, but it's not like on a bigger stature, like it's a metropolis, but it's not in Chicago or in Atlanta. So mm -hmm. it's a lot, like, it's a lot of little stuff you notice, like how, like how, like, police treat you and stuff and like how certain how certain political figures like be lying just to get in the city hall it's wild shit like <laughs> so you just like being around that type of shit for your whole life and it's just shaped you i guess in ways that you can't i mean like do you talk about that in your music or in any of your art so um instinct the whole setting for the album is cincinnati like that's like instinct sounds like instinct sounds like literally being in Cincinnati. Like it sounds like you're there for like a week and you're just going through like the different the different aspects of it. Like whether it be climate change, like some days it'll be it'll be some days it'll be 30 degrees and the next day it might be 70. And that's something I noticed as I got older. Like climate change has been going crazy over here. So I have a song. I have a song like Tallulah where it sounds like it's it's snowing, it sounds enchanting, like like frozen, like a Disney movie or some shit. And then I'll have a song like Lost in the Sun. It sounds like a beach, like a nice day and shit, like riding like a city bike downtown. And then I'll have a song like Michigan that just Michigan is even though that song is called Michigan, that sounds like driving in Cincinnati at nighttime. Like that's what mm -hmm. that is literally the feeling of it. Like all the times I've been in the back of my parents' car, we're just like driving at night, you know, either coming from somewhere or going somewhere. That's always what's playing in my head. It has like a real like driving energy to it. Got you, got you. Okay. So I, I, one thing I want to tell, I, I want you to tell the people is how old are you? <laughs> just like, I know I said it kind of in the intro, but I need you to emphasize on this because I feel yeah. like, I feel like I'm talking to somebody a, a bit more older and wiser. <laughs> All right, I'm 18, but I've been making music for a really, 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 really long time. Like, <laughs> specify that time. I have been making music since I was six years old. I recorded my first song in 2009. Like, just so this is where this is where the rabbit hole starts. Okay, so. I've known Chloe for at least three years now because he would always be popping up and one of our friend Eric, the young guy, shout out to uh, young nasty shot, he would always uh you would always pop up in these fucking like live streams and be telling like, Oh yeah, I'm fifteen years old, but I know about blah 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 and all this type of shit. So 
the int you are literally made in the URL. Yeah, you like genuinely grown up on the internet. Six years old, you're making your first song. So yeah. let's let's talk about your introduction to the internet and and all of that. All right. So my introduction uh, to the internet all starts with my dad. You know, he um he would always like we would always have a computer because of him. Like mm-hmm. he he like manager of the computer center at his job. So we would always have computers. Like whether it be like a little fixer upper one. Well, once we got older, it was like a nicer home desktop that we could do homework on. But literally, um, as early as I can remember, I was downloading music mm-hmm. <laughs> from LimeWire specifically. LimeWire was like the first thing when I was when I was like when I was like four or five, and I hear my sisters playing a song in their room. Then I'd go like look it up on LimeWire, like oh shit, uh, Fallout Boy, da da da. And then I download it and be listening to it. So it all starts with. It all starts with that. Like that's literally the if if that if my dad didn't have like that type of job, I most definitely would not be right here right now. Like that's that cool as fuck. It all leads back to that. I find that to be so crazy because you were like six on LimeWire. Like that's like because I feel like most kids your age didn't really start getting the internet until they were probably around like at least ten or twelve. Yeah, like most. Like I remember specifically, people started paying attention to music right around the time Views and Pablo came out. Because when I was in seventh grade, that's when kids were starting to get like hype over these projects and albums. And that's when, of course, the streaming era started. So I'd be in class with this kid leaving, like, oh, what do you think it's gonna be called? Pablo Swish, da 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 da. And we just be like, we just be And wait, 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 what grade were you in when that was happening? Seventh, seventh grade. We'd be twelve and thirteen just chopping up about Kanye, like Oh, you like the you like four or five seconds? Like technical difficulties, you all. It's fine. We'll be back. Um we're gonna get one, two, three. See? He's right. back. But yeah, like seventh grade, I'll be I'll be in um I'll be in study hall and we'll be listening to like Pablo and shit and like that's around the time like Lil Yachty was hot and like right before the double XL 2016 shit. And I was super early on Uzi too. Like I was super duper early on Uzi. Like I heard mm-hmm. Uzi do a Lil B song, a Lil B and Reese Flair song. So, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. So yeah, I was like I was one of the I was one of the first 100 people to download Love is Rage off that pit. So that goes to show like I've really been paying attention to music my whole life. Like real. The realism of real. I love that. I love that. So, out of uh, have you ever gotten like a warning from your internet provider? Uh, yeah, I just got one. <laughs> crazy, crazy story. Like never. Like I, I've been going. I've been going literally a decade without no a decade plus without no notice. And then until like a couple weeks ago, like I got a I got a letter in the mail with everything that I like I like got, and I was like everything I have on my computer. I was like. Yeah, I was raw dogging it though. No VPN. I was raw dogging it though. Raw dogging. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's it, it's a lifestyle, you know. Like, but I feel like people that have been on the internet so damn long, it's like I don't know. I guess like when condoms were introduced, the generation before were probably like, "Them shits ain't working." <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, right. You just be hopping in no VPN. Like <laughs> that shit, man. Like, you gotta pay like monthly for that shit. Mm-hmm. 
I just decided I asked somebody to get the to get what I want for me. I, I'm not, I don't got no VPN money right now. Hopefully this album, hopefully this album makes me some more VPN money though. Yeah, yo. So let's talk more about that. So in terms of the influences on this album, uh, we're not gonna talk about that because that shit's fucking boring. I want to think about <laughs> where you were mentally in terms of like what what are you trying to prove with this record, or are you trying to prove anything? I'm trying to I'm trying to show people with this record. I'm trying to show people my value and, and my worth. Like I feel like a lot of people, like they know of Chloe Hotline, they know the name, like they have since 2018, but they don't have really something that sticks with them. And like I feel like I didn't I feel like I didn't even get good at music until I started working on this project until like summer of this year. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people. A lot of people weren't checking for me, but the more I utilized social media, I actually kind of like became like an like almost like an underground like darling within the pandemic. Like the pandemic was what I like. I feel like I'm one of the only people with pandemic like that helped my career because people were in the house and like, oh, what's this? And then Bandcamp Fridays started happening, and then yeah, like I'm trying to I'm trying to show people like I'm I'm trying to show people like. I, I could be, I have the potential to be a creative mastermind, just trust my ideas, just listen to the music, listen to a sequence first. I always tell people, listen to the album all the way through first. It sounds, it sounds really good. Like, I'm so fucking proud of myself. Like, this is, I'm really, I'm really happy with this project. It feels like this is the one I've been crafting my whole life. <laughs> like, you know, put everything into it. Like, I have. The outro track, I wrote the hook for that when I was 13. That song sucks. It's on my old band camp. That song sucks. But I wrote that hook when I was 13, and I reused it now just because it was so good. Or Michigan, Michigan, I wrote that song when I was 15, I think. Yeah, I did the demo. Mm-hmm. I did the demo of Michigan over a Lady Gaga instrumental when I was 15. I always had that. I left my heart in Michigan. Like, I always had that. And then this past summer, Originally, the beat for Michigan, I was going to make a song in one day and drop it, but I was like, no. Like, I couldn't think of anything to record over the beat I just made, so I, I put on another song. I sat that aside, and then I was like, oh, I started listening to it and started riffing over it, and I was like, okay, this is the idea I went over this beat now. Like, now's the time for this. And, like, I submitted, like, Michigan to, like, live streams, and, like, like you know, people talk about the song, like, oh, this sounds like... The sound like old Travis Scott or yeah. the sound of the Kanye and Travis song without without Kanye and Travis. I'm like, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll it looks in the right direction. Like, like, hell yeah, nah. Like, it's cool because I mean, like, even from that little uh, from from your your you know statement right there. Like, I know I trust you. I trust your ideas. You know what I mean? Like, that's what we're talking right now. I fuck with Chloe Online. I know that you can be that person. Like. And I want you to just be able at the end of, I guess, for people at the end of this interview to understand it also. You know what I mean? Like, you're a genius. You, you're thinking this with shit, bro. And it's like, I don't know. I'm just ready for people to finally get to see all of this in a put together, you know, sequence project. Like, the era I came, the era I came up, like, the internet, like, prime for me, my favorite, like, time was like the 2012 to like 2015 time. So, I was, that's when I was like soaking up the most. Like I was really, I was really big on Tyler, really big on Kanye, really big on early Travis Scott, even Travis Scott now. Like 
you know, these are well more Kanye, more Kanye and Tyler. Though Kanye and Tyler are like the two people who I'm, it's who I like inspired to be. Like I'm just thinking like what I want to be like in 20 years, and I want to have my own shoes. I want to have my own fucking factory for my cutting so shit. Like I want everything that they have, and they're so this these this is the first generation. Like well. This is the first generation where we have like proof that it's possible that you could be a, a billionaire. You know, like who, like the millennials, like who, what rapper, yeah. what, what rapper from the early two thousand was also like a mogul and then went on to what Jay Z. Like that, they were the pre- like the like Travis Kanye was the prototype. Travis was one and now we're in that stage. Now we've seen basically two iterations of this, like you know, like a complete brand. Like turning yourself into a brand and being like a fucking millionaire off of that shit, selling all of your ideas, like that shit is very interesting. And I think, yeah. yeah, you you definitely you're definitely one of those people. You're you're on that archetype. That's that's the point I want to get to because like I have music. Music right now is my number one, but I'm also very into like clothes and streetwear and the process of making all that shit. I'm even inspired by your brand, Sugar. Like I really. Like everything culture, I want to be a, a part of some way. I want to start a foundation. I want my own. I want my own ginger ale, gemstone ginger ale. Just comes out of there. That's just, hey, that's yo, just yeah. like counterfeit industries. Like this is all. I'm setting myself up already. When I'm in a baby stage of my career, I'm setting myself up so I can have three, four, you know, ways of income. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm really thinking about the future. If music, if music goes down, I can start being a clothes, being a, a designer type, or being a, a stylist. If that doesn't work out, I'll go work in like a factory and figure out how like pop and sodas and shit, and how being all that is actually made from the start. Like mm-hmm. I can go any way with it. So what are what are like are those like a what are some of the other ways? I know that those aren't the, like the only ways. What are some other avenues that you see Chloe Hotline going down? Um, um, I'm I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of cartoons. I'm a big fan of Adult Swim. Um, some type of animated project on Adult Swim would be nice. That's like this. That's like the cliche thing to say for like people of our generation. But no, I have such a deep love Adult Swim through through the singles program has put me through so put me on so much music as a kid. And the impact that the cartoons have, like I was literally like a baby in there with my older siblings watching Aqua Teen or whatever the fuck, you know. Like Adult Swim has been like with me throughout my whole life, so I have that connection to I have that connection to that brand that I have to like a Kanye or a Tyler. Like I grew up with this brand, like I've seen it yeah. go in different eras. I've I've know what they're capable of. I know their past. I know their present. I have an idea for their future. I just need to know how to get that idea to them. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I really think a lot. I, I think about this stuff a lot. Yeah. Would you say that you're a dreamy person? Like the you like worlds, creating them. Yeah, most definitely. I tried to, I tried to, I tried to build. I'm okay. So with my next three projects, I'm trying to. Well, with my next two, because instinct and two more coming out this year, but I'm trying to build a little world. Like, Instinct, if you pay attention to this album, if you listen to it from back, if you listen to it from cover to cover, you will know that there's some type of story going on. It's buried. It's buried. It's buried. 
But if you love music, you will know that you will know that there's a story. And then my next project, and then my next project, those projects are gonna be more condensed, but the quality of music is gonna be even higher than mm -hmm. So I'm gonna take my time, you know, work on maybe like work on maybe like two four track projects or two five track projects and really just hold it down and, and focus on the sound for both of those projects. Like I really have like a whole like I have like a whole vision for how I want things to go. And you're gonna see that shit out. For oh, real. Because all this is manifesting right now. You know what I mean? Like this is a manifestation hour. Get everything off. You know what I mean? Like what else you think about? You know what I mean? Like, like, like and the thing is like a lot of people will be like a lot of people are telling me like uh, you should focus on one thing at like you should focus at one thing at one thing at once. And I'm like, but multitasking is usually how stuff gets done. So while I'm promoting my music, I'll 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 show people, hey, um, this is a sample, this is a sample for my brand. We this is a shirt, you know, like this is a shirt, see what they're thinking about it. I've been doing that a lot recently, um, with counterfeit industries, which is my brand, and like I've been learning a lot, like. This has been a lot of trial and error getting that shit, a lot of going through um, different like different screen printing people. It's been it's been a strenuous process, but I know for a fact while I have that on the back burner and my name rises as a musician, I could always bring that along and be like, hey, this is my shit too. So you know I'm good with you know I'm good you know I'm a creative genius with the music. Well, watch how I I do this. Watch how I. Watch how I make these clothes. And I think I was getting ahead of myself too much in the beginning because I wanted to start off with really like intricate, like cut and sew pieces. But one, I didn't have the money for that. And two, I was just like, and two, like, I'm in Ohio. It's not really too many people I could go and get some cut and sew shit. So I'm like, okay. That's it. That's actually how I ended up, how me and my um me and my best friend Malik, that's that's actually how we ended up. Losing money in the beginning because we were trying to do too much at the yeah. beginning. Like we were trying to make we were trying to make fucking sweatsuits and bags and book bags. We were going great, great ideas, but wrong timing. Wrong timing completely. That shit you was you was, you was trying to go off white, but you needed to be Pyrex first. Like you yes, needed to like, yes, work yes, your way yes. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, nah, it, it happens with, with everybody. I mean, yo, like we we was on the same bullshit, like trying to have everything so perfect, intricate in the right hoodie. Now, that's just yeah. so now like i just been i've just been doing like research on i've been doing research on brands that i grew up that i grew up liking but i could never afford like the babes of the world and stray rats i actually got i actually do have a stray rat shirt now which is manifestation because when i was like 11 years old i saw a tyler wearing it and i was like i need this right now so yeah <laughs> um, so you talk about tyler a lot uh so would you say out of between him and kanye like which one is the one that you model i guess your craft after the most mm. okay okay because i know the answer already but i want to know your answer <laughs> my craft most definitely is more kanye like mm -hmm. you know it's it's there in music like you could you would know but yeah. when it comes to when it comes to like there's other things like certain certain aesthetics and 
I love Tyler's music too. I love Tyler's music a lot. But when it comes to aesthetics and overall, just building a building a world, and you know, like he went from our future, then he went to golf, and then like he had a music career too, and then he had shows on TV. Like that's I want to be like Tyler in that aspect where he like branding wise, like he he has, he's had two, he's had two TV shows, two successful clothing brands. He sold our future, I guess. I don't think he really designs. He doesn't design that stuff at all anymore. They haven't really designed Odd Future since OF Tape Volume Two. That was the last yeah. time he was on Odd Future. So, but still, he he had that brand, and sold it, and then he got his his new brand. He basically negoed. He typed negoed, but at like twenty four, which is like right. crazy. And I just found out recently that Nego sold Baby and Oh Nine. I was like, oh wow, that's. <laughs> I was like, wow, so I. I'm thinking all this looking kind of uh. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's uh, it's interesting though because it's like a lot of people when they make a brand, uh, it ends up like that. Certain people hold on to their brand, they stay with their brand, but a lot of other people they sell it and just start something new. Like, and that's I find that to be really interesting. Like when it comes to fashion, and I think that it reflects in music a lot. Like, I don't know, like Kanye, like every time he put out an album, like this was something completely different than the last time. Like he left us that like, you know, like, and I think that that's what you're, you know, I see that in your work. You're trying to every time just bring it to another level where it's like, there are drastic differences between my last project and my new one. Like I could, I could go, I can go super pop. I can go R&B. I can go experimental. I could go punk. I could go industrial. Like <laughs> I can I can go I can make a I can make a folk album if I wanted to and it'd still be hard. Like yeah. I really have that passion for music. I really have that passion for art in general. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people a lot of people, especially in my age range, they're just fooling around with music or they don't really have everything or they do have it all and they're signed they're signed really early on in the label, fixing up their image on it. But this is a hundred percent me. When you see when you see the cover art, when you see the videos, when you wonder who makes master produced it, who's getting the merch together, who is getting CDs to sell, like for merch, that is a hundred percent me. Like music, this art is is literally like my everything. Like, and sometimes I'll have a sometimes I'll have a break from that though. Like sometimes I'll just sit back, watch a movie. Sometimes I like play Mario Kart on the Dolphin emulator, like <laughs> Sometimes I'll some sometimes I'll have I have time to fall back, but music, music. If I can't make a song, if I don't have the creativity to make a song, I'm gonna make a beat. You know, like I'm always gonna be doing something involved in music. That's real. I like that. It's a very productive mindset. I feel like a lot of people they couldn't make the song, they may just go do something up. And you're like, oh no, I'm still gonna try to make this beat though. Like yeah. you 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 got a a Kobe type mind mentality in this motherfucker, you know, like, hell yeah. So I, I like to ask people this question. So what was your first gamer tag? Uh, what was my first gamer tag? Damn. Or the <laughs> username that you can remember. Oh, the first, okay. So growing up, I didn't really have no games like that. We ended up, we got, like, we ended up getting like an old, white xbox 360 in like 2013 and you have internet on it mm-hmm. <laughs> but I feel you. My, first, uh, my first twitter handle my first twitter handle was oh my god i don't even know what to say my first my first 
my first Twitter handle was at Kid. I made it in 2010. That's my old rap name. If y'all want to go hear like some nine-year-old horrible, horrible raps, just like YouTube Kata Kid with two Ds. This was awful. I was it was so corny. Like I cause that was that was that big Sean like swag era. And I was like trying to make music like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. It, it's funny though, because like, as a as a musician, I find that you're very interesting because of like what you grew up on. Like a lot, like the kids your age didn't listen to that type of shit growing up. Like they weren't like getting exposed to it that much or downloading music all the time. Like you kind of grew up in our generation, low key musically. All, I mean, all my all my older siblings are like. My my well, my oldest my oldest sister she's twenty seven my second youngest sister she's twenty twenty three almost twenty four and then my youngest sister is my youngest sister is twenty and my brother he is nineteen so my I was pretty much listening to all the shit my oldest sister listened to like Itty Bitty Piggy Nicki Minaj Beyonce mm -hmm. Bow Wow and Marion Face Off like just like just just stuff like that like Face just Off so, just, just literally like sucking it all up. And like I remember when I remember when Bad Rock came out, and I accidentally got the got the leaked version with the Omarion on the hook, and I was on my MP3 player like this isn't Lloyd. <laughs> Yo, that's a I think that's something that like a lot of people don't get is like downloading something and it's not what it is. Like you would download a track and it would be different or like like I I know like for a while when I was listening to 808s, I guess I had the leaked version. Like I never heard the finished Robocop until like 2013 maybe. Like, yeah, neither did I. <laughs> it was just a good Alicia, like, and that was just always in my iTunes. Like, I didn't know no better when I was a kid. Like, but I don't know, going on LimeWire, downloading this song, and it's and it's Soldier Boy, you know, like all that type of crazy shit. But <laughs> I, I fuck with that though, kid, kid no, kind of kid, kind of kid, bro. That's <laughs> bro, kind of kid coming on the track, crazy, like kind of kid different. Like, Oh shit! Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, you're at McDonald's right now. What's the number one meal you're getting? Oh, McDonald's. Yeah, shit. I need to know your McDonald's order. <laughs> well, I haven't eaten meat since 2018. Real. So McDonald's. Mm. Okay, so McDonald's. If I'm at if if I'm at Malik crib. And we have a studio session. Everybody in that smoke whatever. And he on DoorDash and he like, hey, what you want? I'm on McDonald's. What you want? I'm going to get a McFlurry, an Oreo McFlurry, a medium fry. Okay. And two chocolate chip cookies. Like snack foods. Like <laughs> questioning, questioning one thing. Are you putting the fry in the McFlurry? I like that's kind of a Wendy's thing. Like, Mm, it, is. it is. I was just asking. I don't want to see what your the, you know the the mental state that you're in right now. <laughs> I'll I'll be out in Wendy's. Crazy thing about Wendy's, Wendy's actually founded in Ohio. You know, so really? It's hella Wendy. <laughs> it's hella Wendy's. Was <laughs> it? I got like the the franchise one, the flagship Wendy's in in Cincinnati. No, nah, in Columbus. Columbus is like an hour and a half away. Like that's where that shit was started at. Mm -hmm. So Cincinnati, Cincinnati is like in the in the in the corner of Ohio, like in the southwest corner. So, so what, by Indiana. What'd you say? 
So what state is that bordering? Like when you're in that corner? Um, Indiana and Kentucky. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. So, yeah, it'd be like rednecks out here and shit. It's hilarious. <laughs> so, like, in Cincinnati, who was like, I guess, growing up, who was the most influential rapper out there? Like, who was like really blowing Cincinnati up? Um. Okay. So there's a few. Um. I will say, Lantana. He had this song called "All Hustle No Luck." He got Bun B and Yo Gotti on the remix. That was like a big moment in the city because they would always play that on the radio. And then Lambs, Lambs is somebody who took the took the different route and took the more SoundCloud route. And he ended up, he has songs with Key, he has songs with Uzi, he has songs with Cardi. Still doing this thing now. Actually, has a song with Comethazine, but I think they have some type of issue, and that song might not be coming out. Um, during the drill era, um, like it's really interesting. Like during the drill era in Cincinnati, you had all these kids just coming out like dressed like the most colorful shit making like auto-tune like trap shit it was really cool like that was that was a really really nice era to see like oh these kids doing this shit getting like a million views i could do this shit too as y'all gonna be out too like so somebody somebody from that era that's still making music ron ron he has a song he has a song with blady also which is really neat and nobody knows that and then personally when it comes to me personally, the rapper who really, like, who, who, who he, was, he was the first rapper to ever fuck with me in Cincinnati, also like the freshest man I know, the best. This this dude literally is like the most best dressed person I know. Suicide Rascal. Like I met him at a concert. I met him at, at a show when I was fifteen, and he was just so nice. He was like, "Oh yeah, y'all." Like y'all here for a show, whatever. And I was like, yeah. And I'm talking to Malik, like, yeah, I'm be performing in this bitch in a year. Not even three months later, I'm 16, and me and him are on the same show. But I'm performing like at nine, and he's performing at like 12:30, so I have to leave. <laughs> I'm so but still, you you said it, and it happened. Yeah, station man, for real. Yeah. Um, yeah, he all he just looks out for me like hella. Like we have music together. He's about to move. He's about to move away though to Portland, you know, because Cincinnati is not really that much, that many opportunities for young adults at all, and they're trying to gentrify this shit and turn it into Brooklyn. But it's just it's just it's hectic out here sometimes. <laughs> it's hectic out here sometimes. The Midwest. Well, is that Midwest? Is that considered? Is that still East Coast? It's still East Coast. Um, it's you know like when you, I, here's how I feel about the whole Midwest thing. I feel like that's an outdated term, and Christopher Columbus dumbass came up with that. But Cincinnati, honestly, it's like it's like Middle East. I say that it's more mm-hmm. Middle East. Mm-hmm. You gotta think about it. I mean, we are three hours away from Chicago, three hours away from Detroit, six hours away from Atlanta, six from Baltimore. So it's like a it's a lot of it's a lot of influences coming. coming mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that's that's cool. I like, I mean, like. Who are like the biggest people out of Cincinnati? Um, the Isley Brothers, uh, nice. Boosie Collins. Nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Isley Brothers, Boosie Collins, Chloe oh, Hotline. Um, shit. High Tech. He produced Retirement Parley. Pink Seafood is from Cincinnati, also. Okay. Cool. Okay. Word. That's like. I don't know. I I, I like I like how your sound like your sound sounds just like I don't know I can't place it fucking, I guess, dot on it. 
so I like to know about like where you're from because I'm trying to figure out like what the fuck was going on for your music to sound this, I guess, unique. Um, honestly, I'm, I'm okay. So my music sounds the way it does because like I I did I used to dig for music online a lot when I was younger and just go through find go through like the rabbit holes and shit. And like I end up listening to like a lot of like early, early Travis Scott, like 2012. Like, oh, like he was making like the making like the super poppy shit. And like of course like Kanye from that era and shit like man, what else do I listen to? I love McConan. Ah, oh, when I was when I was twelve, like McConan was my favorite rapper. Look, like, let's, let's, let's take a let's take a moment to talk about the magnificent, magnificent life and music career that McConan brought to the world. I have like, like I don't think if you want bear type shit, you don't get it. Like, yeah, like it it was I was I, okay. So at the time, like at the time, everybody was like fucking with Migos or whatever the fuck. Like all the new Atlanta shit, he was fucking with Thug. I actually got called gay for liking Young Thug by one of my teammates. Is on my sixth grade football team. <laughs> Everybody loves Thug. Everybody respect him now. That shit was different when he came. Like when he when he popped out for the first time. He had the dress in the video with, with the girl. Like that was a different time. Yeah, like like I'm just trying to think of the shit I was listening to. I'm still in my formative years. I'm trying to think. Of so I was listening to in my forty, like McConan, and then like when I got to middle school, it was a lot of like it was a lot of little Peep and Tracy, mm-hmm. and then when I got yeah, and like Brockhampton and shit like that, and that was kind of how it was when I when I went into ninth grade too, and then tenth grade, I had this little I had this little period where I was like looking through all like the old Neptune's archives and like going through all that old shit. Like all the old unreleased Pharrell stuff, like just really like, like <laughs> putting myself in that era because I was I was three when in my mind came out, so I don't know. I was trying to put myself in that era, just trying to like, like get that feeling like Hell Has No Fury, already platinum by Slim Thug. Like these are albums that I've studied. That's why I feel. Like I feel like I've studied these albums, and that's why my drums will never be weak because I study Pharrell, I study Kanye, I study Beethoven. I studied the fuck out of Mexico, bro, when I was 14, 13 years old. Yes. Like all these producers with, with great with great ears for drums. And I feel like that's how I developed my ear because I just knew when I sound what what I wanted to sound like. And I knew like what's sounding good, what's sounding bad. Like I don't know music theory at all. But I know how to put a song together. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Uh, that shit is really interesting. Cause like, like uh, if you if you see over here, the legend Michael Davy, Greek. Uh, he basically like he produces all of my music, and I have no idea about music theory at all. So he explains it to me sometimes. I'm like, no, it's just a whoop. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like I don't understand. It's just like you put it together, but. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's cool. I mean, it's just like the purest form of expression. You can't. It's hard to, uh, I guess, like sometimes, like be into music so much how you were growing up, and then figuring out a formal way to like do it. 
And it's like, I don't know, it helps. It definitely helps to learn it and shit. But it's like, in this form, oh yeah, you just got to just do it, bro. You just got to do yeah, it. Yeah, like, I was, I started making beats, like, in 2012 on FL Studio. Like, I, I didn't have, I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to learn how to, like, play piano and all that shit. I mean, I do now. Mm-hmm. I want to learn other instruments now. But, like, back then, I was just trying to make beats and rap over those beats. Like, that was literally, like, like the two things that I only wanted to do at the time. And make cartoons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, those, when I was a kid, those, that was my, those are my three favorite things. Was to make, was to make beats, was to make songs, and watch, watch, discuss, and make my own cartoons. Like, those were my, those were my three favorite childhood pastimes. And it sounds like, it sounds like, I was like fucked up in like some type of artist boot camp, but no, I was just doing this shit freely as a kid. Like, yeah. in my first time, like, that was just your hobby, you know, like. Yeah. So I've seen photos. You are six three, right? Yes. Tell four. us about your football career. Because <laughs> people don't understand, Chloe Hotline also could have been the best football player of all time if she wanted to be. Look. <laughs> she just shows me. Yeah, I could have. Ooh, man. All right, so. Let me, let me just be okay. So I started, I started playing football when I was like seven, like first grade. Then I stopped for a year. Then I started again, and then from like from like ages from ages nine all the way up until seventeen, I was like playing football. Like <laughs> wow. And I was like last year, like almost um. Like Cynthia, like I used to like come home from like my last project, I used to come home from like weightlifting and work on that album. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I used to come home from I used to come home from conditioning and just be like, okay, I know I'm tired, but I gotta like work on this music. I played I played I played defensive end, I played defensive tackle later in my football career. And I didn't really like I didn't like it to begin with. I was just doing it because I had to. Mm-hmm. But like I was just doing it because I had to like I just get it over with and I would have to go to these like obnoxious ass like football camps where all these uh-huh. kids were like tryhards. Like it really just wasn't my it really just wasn't my thing. Like I would be I would just be at those camps like yo like somebody wants to spot way more than me. Give that spot to this kid. Like I was yeah. like if I if I could like if I could have moved on my own accord, like man, I wouldn't have even I wouldn't even play. But I mean, it, it it kept me um it kept me healthy and in shape. Taught me how to work out properly, so that's cool. My brother, he actually um he plays for the University of Cincinnati. Um, oh shit! So that's fine. Yeah, like <laughs> okay, the athletic family. So yeah, he went he. He's actually fired. He's actually fired. Like, they about to fuck shit up this season. So my brother, he he was more, you know, he was more invested in it than I was. And every time in the locker room, they'd be like, if you don't love the game, leave. I was like, it was close to walking out. Like, I was not, I was just not, that just wasn't for me. And when I did, when I did senior night for the team, 
out there and we walked and we walked by and we like all the seniors walked by and got their flowers out there and it was like oh and then we have her, like my name we went, oh we have brother out here um and it's like their plans are to forego college and become an international pop star because that's what i wrote down like people like <laughs> and everybody in the crowd was just confused like like what? Okay. But yeah. That's just, Do you think that that, that uh, moment is recorded? Is that moment recorded? Uh, I don't probably. You gotta probably get that call for, for the intro of the album or some shit. Like that, that sounds like that must have been crazy for real. Like, yeah, like, I feel like. The bigger I get, like people are gonna start leaking. They're <laughs> gonna start leaking my highlights. Like, uh uh-uh. uh. So, are you more scared about your highlights, your huddle highlights, or your KTT profile? I'm, man, I'm more scared about my. Look, I'll be on KTT like how I'll be on Twitter. So, like, I don't. Like, I'm more scared about my huddle highlights getting out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, like, that side of me, like, yeah. It's cool, but like that's just for the story. Like that's just for the story. Like I am a musician, I am a creator, I am a I am a designer. Like that's what I do now. Mm-hmm. I'm a write I'm a writer, I'm a musician, I'm a graphic designer. Like that's that's literally what I do now. That's real. It's crazy because like I feel like a lot of people that are amazing at their craft did something else that they knew they didn't like 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 with football with you or like uh, i have like a, a friend i think one of like the craziest examples of this i have a friend and he's uh he's a photographer now he works for like a high sobriety and shit he was a fucking neurosurgeon like he was a, a, a neurosurgeon got his degree all this shit and was just like bro i'm not fucking with this and he started doing photography and like four or five years later boom going nuts like so it's cool to like hear about like you playing football I know that even though, like, you know, you didn't like the game, it's still instilled a competitive aspect to you that also focuses on, like, you know, keeping yourself in the best, you know, shape and mentality possible. Yeah, like, I like the competitive, the competitive part of it, like, it, like, they would, like, being competitive was always great, yeah, but one thing I didn't like about it is, it's just the over-aggressiveness, like, the constant need to be overly aggressive, and I just be chilling, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Like I like, like I'm probably like one of the least least aggressive people ever. So when you was in the huddle, it was just like you're just like y'all turned up right now. You just chilling like all right, where like what's the play? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just there like yeah like all right, and then go line up like I'm not I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't for all the hula and hollering like I like I just like I like quiet success you know like. It's, mm. There's always time to celebrate. Now, when my album comes out, I most definitely celebrating like crazy because this feels like I won the NBA Finals. <laughs> like, right, right now feels like Game Six, and we going into the third quarter. And Friday is gonna feel like that's like a champagne rain. Like this, and it's crazy because like if you were to talk to me a year ago about mm-hmm. my music, I wouldn't even be half as confident. Like. I'd be like, yeah, okay, it's good. Like that's why I kind of just threw my last project, Cynthia, out there as a mixtape, and that surprisingly ended up people like smaller blogs started picking it up. Like, I got to work with certain artists that I looked up to and shit. Like, mm-hmm. 
it's it's like you never really know, like, but this time I wanted to make sure people know that this is the this is the big statement. This is what is gonna get eyes on me. I want people to know this is the one. And I'm gonna make it the one. I'm not gonna put out anything like a month after or anything, maybe a video or two, definitely a video or two, but I'm just gonna let it breathe. I'm just gonna let the people live with it, you know, like I'm giving you art, art. I'm giving you art, living, breathing art. Like, this is something you can listen to Sunday, from sunup to sundown, and it would fit perfectly with your day. Like, this is one of those ones. You scoring someone's life. That, definitely, definitely. Yeah. When I was, like, I sacrificed, I sacrificed the typical teenage social life to make music like i I literally have like i have malik that's my brother that's my best friend like and like i'm affiliated with his people or whatever like those are like acquaintances friends like i really honed in on this like i didn't like that high school party and shit like i i didn't care like i just didn't care like i didn't care who liked me i didn't care if i was if i was popular or anything like that i was just focused on making really 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 good music and it took time of course but instinct i feel like i feel like this <laughs> i feel like this is this is this is this is that project album of the year album, album of the year album of the year album of the year, album of year, year Friday. album of the year i mean you guys like you got like all oh, your big artists with Drake, but that's they're all kind of predictable. You never know. Chloe Hotline, I'm a fresh face to most people. When they hear the music, the music is good. And you're like, oh damn, this is one of my favorite projects of the year. So I'm calling out me because that's how I feel. And I and I know that's how some of the people are gonna feel about it. See, this energy, this is the energy that I this is the made me girl energy. This is the believing 100 percent in yourself and not letting anybody else tell you otherwise. Cause you know the truth already. You get it. You got it. It's in your head now. All you got to do is just show everybody else. Yeah, like people were saying, like I was talking about earlier when I submitted my song to Lock, I'm like, oh, this song, Michigan is underproduced. Uh, the, uh, the ambition is there. But da, 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 da. Okay, the ambition is, is there, but that's not all that I have, though. You're going off one song. You listen to the whole album, you will get it. Like, if you, if you get a song a couple more spins, you'll even get it. Like, there's always time for you to understand art more. A lot of people, a lot of people dismiss a lot of music after they hear it for the first time and never go back to it. You know, mm-hmm. there's always time to there's always time to live with art. And if it and if you don't, if it doesn't end up growing on you, okay, that's fine. It's, it's trash to you, but to me, it's the greatest thing I've done in my life. This is my greatest achievement. This shit got me wanting to apply for the Genius Grant and showing them the music and all my patents and all my ideas, like. I was talking. I was talking to. I was talking to my sister. She was the um. She was the only black woman to graduate from her engineering program. I was talking to my sister like, "Yo, like, I think I want to apply for the Genius Grant." And we were going into like the different qualifications and things for it. Like, I need to do. I feel like I need to do a little bit more. I need to be more experienced. And I need to be just a little bit older before I decide to actually apply for the Genius Grant. That's something I plan on doing when I'm. 24 or 25 you know like when i have more done when i have when everything is more set in stone like this is the foundation right now all of this is the foundation but once i build it up explain to people what the the genius grant is 
Um, okay, Virginia's grant is pretty much pretty much where they um it's actually the um it's an it's an award. Well, it's in a grant. Ah, okay, it's an award. It's called the it's called the MacArthur Fellowship Award, and also known as the Genius Grant. And the overall idea is just um funding ideas you know that's where that's where it comes from funding ideas and funding research so in outside of music outside of culture like i have i have a lot of ideas like more efficient ways to heat homes or more efficient way more efficient space heaters because you know like radiation and things like that and sometimes they'll set fire when they come on or so i'm just i'm just going into every avenue of my life, everything that, you know, I thought, oh, like, this building looks a certain way, oh, it's too hot in this building, or it's too cold in this building, like, every, literally every aspect of life, I'm trying to attack with my creativity, you know, like, Mm -hmm. every single aspect, and I know a lot of people, hopefully, can see the vision that I have, (laughs) because I do, I know what I'm capable of, Yeah. and a lot of people, a lot of people will will get on me for being like overly ambitious. Sometimes I'm like, yo, like you don't believe in yourself, like yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> you're a Kanye, you're a Kanye fan. It's like you can't be a true Kanye fan and grow up not thinking that you are the best person that you could possibly like that you are the god. Like it's about oh. like it's the it's the uh, the quote that I love so much. He said, "Everybody tell you be humble. Whoever tells you to be great." You know what I mean? It's like you being great. Yeah, fuck no. Yeah, like, I like the. I do be. I do be like getting scared sometimes. Like, damn, people are gonna. People are gonna be like, oh shit. People are gonna be like, I'm an asshole. Or people are gonna think I'm too cocky. But I feel like all the work I, I put in. I put in those ten thousand hours probably three times over. I'm about to put it in five times more. You know, whatever it is, until I can get to the position I want to be comfortable in life. Like. I don't ask for much. I just want a stable environment and somewhere where I can create. You know, I know that can happen, and that's definitely that's definitely the first goal on my list of big goals. You know. Mm-hmm. It sounds yeah. funny, man. It's like, yo, like, oh no, this this reminds me of an old Tyler interview. Does <laughs> this is it? Like, it's like, yo, it's, it's like everything's in cycles. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, bro, I, I believe in everything that you're doing. For real, because it's like what, what you're doing right now you want to you're, you're basically merging your reality with reality through creation. You know what I mean, yeah. if you want to innovate, you want to change some shit, you do it by creating, and it's like you're gonna be one of those really good shapeshift. I mean, not shapeshifters, like you know, just people that shape the culture. You know what I mean? And like, and and people people will always be like, like, oh, uh, like. People always, people always say I'm too ambitious. People always say we need to slow down or the idea is half baked or da 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 da. All that shit gets when all that shit gets formulated into big ideas when you start working on it every single day. Like right now, I'm working on music every single day, and that's my number one thing. These energy solutions that I have and other things like that. Right now, those are hobbies. But once the music is really successful, I can take a pause on that. And go work on you know more humanitarian type things or helping other artists you know with mm-hmm. 
getting them a getting them a label situation or whatever that may be. Mike, that it's never it's never bad to multitask. Just make sure you're being productive while you're doing it. You know, a lot of people multitask and be only pay attention or be paying attention to the most obvious things. When you multitask, you have to pay attention to like you're paying attention, like you're focusing on one thing, every single detail. And mm-hmm. it might be, it might, and it might be strain, straining, and it might take a while for you to get a hang of it. But once you, once you can, like the world is yours. Like you can do anything. It's like cooking. You know, you got yeah. a couple pots on. You got to balance everything. If you do it right, you can have a nice meal. But you know, certain yeah. people just be wanting to cook some rice all damn day. It's like we got to add some flavor to this shit. Yeah, cooking is another one of my favorite pastimes or hobbies. That's just because I'm, I'm a creative motherfucker. Like, I just be like, I just like to make shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it's cool making something you can eat. That shit crazy, right? You love making. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can make something I can eat. <laughs> that shit fine. So cooking with Chloe is that that's coming soon. Mm, okay, so I shot I shot like the pilot episode for it, but. I lost the footage when I got wait, 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 wait. I just threw that name out. Run it back. Run it back. Run it back. So is that a badass <laughs> Yeah, like I shot I shot the pilot episode back during the summertime. But I ended up losing the footage. It was really good too. Like I was um I was I was cooking I was cooking tofu and, and like roasted vegetables. It was really, it was oh, really yeah. good. So you're like, vegetarian. That's gonna be nice. Yeah, like that. That shit is just like I, I'll literally be, I'll literally be exploding with ideas all the time. Like, and I feel like people are getting like, "Oh, you're gonna burn out one day." Like, what, what type of? Why would you say that to a young creator? Oh, you're gonna burn out one day because they because they jealous because they jealous of their ambition and fire. They wish they had a that. Of, a lot of people who are mid twenties, early thirties would be like, "Oh." Yeah, you better be glad you're young now. These are your prime years for creativity. Oh like, wait, just because your life is over doesn't mean mine is. I'm just mm-hmm. getting started right here, you know? Like, oh yeah. Everybody has a different, <laughs> a different, you know, path. That shit is crazy. Yeah. I hate when people fucking say that shit. Like, like, dude, fuck you, man. I don't know. I, I like uh I like the, the ambition though. Cause anytime I hear somebody talking like this, that shit happens. I don't, you don't, you don't hear motherfuckers talking like this and then the shit don't happen. You know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah. Hell yeah, bro. So, so, like, other than, so you got the clothing brand. So talk about, we'll talk a little bit more about that and where you've been going with that. Um. So, the clothing brand, um, Counterfeit Industries, I founded it when I was 15, but I just had the overall idea. I just had, I just had the name. I didn't really have any, any like, you know, true any true like backing ideas behind it but as time has gone on like i've I've found meaning within the brand i found influence like the whole reason i called it counterfeit industries is because we all start we are everybody every creative starts off biting their influences you know like every creative starts off being like a knockoff somebody but we also elevate and that's what that's what the industry's part you know, encapsulates. We always elevate. We always become something bigger. So yeah, counterfeit. We start off like as a knockoff, pretty much. But then we always blossom and grow to be something way bigger 
way crazier and turn out to be far more original than anybody would have thought <laughs> with the original idea. And a lot of people were like, oh, why, oh, why is this, why is this spelling like that? Nigga, it's supposed to be spelled like a knockoff. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's supposed to be spelled like it's knockoff. Oh, of course, tell, like, tell the people how it's spelled, style, like how you stylize it. C-O-U-N-E-R-F-I-T, counterfeit, like mm -hmm. counterfeit, not counterfeit, counterfeit. And I feel like that's just another layer of like, I mean, like that's another like nice little wordplay, another layer of that shit. And like we haven't, we haven't, I'm not going to cap, like we've done, we've done four drops. And we haven't really, we haven't really put our foot down as like a like a Cincinnati like brand or anything like that, or even streetwear brand. Because like we were trying to do too much too early, and I ended up like like nah. <laughs> like people were like, "Oh, what the fuck is this?" Like, oh, you know, people got weird about it. And also, what I didn't know, like I was like, I also when Counterfeit first started. And we were getting samples. Like I wasn't even like focused on what type of like shirt it was printed on. I was just focused on getting ideas. So like the first counterfeit shit was on these really like shitty soft style like stretchy t-shirts. And like I know that shit is gonna be <laughs> that shit is gonna be like worth money. Like, oh, this is a limited piece, but that shit was ass. Like recently I've been recently I've been like I've been um like going into research about blanks and stuff, and I've been I've been like buying more from brands so i could get a feel for like what they do like this this counterfeit industry shirt that i have on right now oh uh, this counterfeit industry shirt that i have right now this is gucci man we distorted his face a little bit well you know actually what's the what's your website what's your website oh uh, these shirts mm. These shirts are not up right now, but the Instinct merch is up right now. It's counterfeit.us. Um, yeah, like, I'm trying to, like, so I just got this sample in. Like, I designed a shirt. I just got this sample. So, and I came to realize, like, this shirt feels like the golf T-shirt that I have. So when it comes to quality, like, I'm not, it's not going to be, like, you know, people are always scared. Oh, dear, dear, oh, like. This is the same quality as, as my green golf t-shirt I have. Like mm -hmm. I'm fine. Like I know I'm fine just for just just starting off. And we've been building more of a brand identity, you know, with the um being inspired by like Russian streetwear and like the whole Russian character and shit. And actually one of my goals is to have a flagship store in Moscow one of these days. Mm -hmm. um, I wanna have three, I wanna have three flagship locations for counterfeit stores. I, I want to have one in Cincinnati, of course. I want to have one in Detroit because that's where all my cousins are from. That's where my dad is from. I want to have one in Moscow because our brand is super inspired by Russian culture and inspired by the looks, you know, of, of, of people of people in the more metropolis Russian areas, you know. So, so you talk about like Gosha Rubachinsky and like shit like that yeah. growing up. Gotcha. Yeah. Like in that, to contrast that, when when I started listening to Tyler and Travis Scott, that's what really got me into clothes. Like, like there was always bars about Supreme, and then like one Christmas I asked for like a Supreme, uh, 
like a Supreme Five panel. That shit was like hella expensive. My parents were like, no. And then, <laughs> like, I know, I know Ben Trill was like a corny, like hokey thing, but I was 10 at the time. I thought Ben Trill was fire. <laughs> ben Trill, Ben Trill won't corny. It just like in the beginning, Ben Trill, don't let nobody lie to you. Niggas was acting like thoughts over Ben Trill. Like they were like, bro, when he came to like the the NASCAR shirt, the hood by air shirt, all the, the the Travis long sleeves, like yo, that was a movement. Those were, I mean, like you think about that DJ team. It's Benji B, right? Virgil, uh, Matthew Williams, and I guess in a uh, JJ John. Like yeah. that's crazy. That's crazy how they all grew for that from yeah. that. Like that's that 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 twenty that twenty ten to like twenty fifteen era of streetwear. That's what I came up in. That's what I grew up looking at. Oh, I want this. Like, oh. So, of course, I'm going to, of course, I'm going to be inspired by that, but not too much to where it's like, this shirt was dated, you know? Like, it'd always be, it'd always be more subtle, but yeah, this brand, this is really my baby. Like, I just love, I love, like, just making some shit and then you get it and then you look at it and you're like, oh, I made this. Like, that is the best feeling in the world, especially outside of music. That is the best feeling in the world to get a sample in the mail and be like, like I was so excited yesterday when I got there's another shirt. I don't know where it's at right now. But there's another shirt. It's a brown shirt. Um it's a brown shirt that we did. And like just the excitement of opening, I was like, holy shit. But yeah. These um uh, we're actually gonna be doing a little like spring break type collection so i'm this shirt is going to be up probably middle of march um the brown shirt is going to be up and another shirt so three shirts um hats i don't know we, we're thinking about maybe doing a trucker or a snapback really i'm really like <laughs> really like i've been super interested in fitted but fitted are so fucking expensive to get it get made like yeah. <laughs> to be selling like yeah, I yeah, really want to like I really want to do like a like a run of fitted but damn I don't have the money right now. This is this is the, the thing that you should do right. If you do fitted, you probably should do them on like a, a like a Cincinnati hat or some shit. Like buy Cincinnati hats, but buy one in the beginning. Do your sample or whatever, embroider however you want to, and then from there make to order everything so you don't have to actually pay anything up front. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? That's a, that's, a, that's a way out. That's a way around it where you can get the vision out, have the perfect execution, and people can get it without you having no damn burn your pockets up. That'd be exactly where you at, brother, for real. Yeah. Like, this, like, it's all, it's all a learning process. And I'm glad I get to do all of this at this age. So, like, if I were to springboard to it when I'm like 25, I wouldn't, I would know. Like, I don't know, like, oh, shit, not to do this, not to do that. I really want, like, one of my goals is to have my own shoe. Like, I want my own silhouette so bad. Like, mm -hmm. that's really one of my, if with the day I get my own shoe, like, the day I get my own shoe, I will be the happiest person on this planet. Like, so I'm starting to teach myself about that a little bit more, like, how the same, like, designs over to these factories and overseas and shit like but the day i have my own shoe i might cry like 
<laughs> and I might have a full size run. I'm gonna need that for real for the Chloe ones. <laughs> the Chloe ones gonna be stupid. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention about um the brand. Eventually, um, eventually there's gonna be two divisions of it. So we're gonna have counterfeit industries, which will be more of the street brand focused stuff, and then we're gonna have C2W, which is counterfeit worldwide, which is gonna be the more like golf LaFleur, like sweaters and pea coats and jeans and more cut cut and sew type type mm. stuff. Yeah. Um also also the C2W shit will be printed on like the really heavy like the really heavy like streetwear like oh like the real heavy blanks like the real heavy t-shirt blanks and shit. Like that's just all that's just luxury. But I'm not at I'm not at a point where I could give people luxury yet. So but you get you you're doing the right format. You're not doing it the other way around, doing the like, you know, you, you got it, you got it. Because I mean, like when it when it comes to making a brand, bro, it's all about pacing yourself. You know, if you come out the gate and you just spent your whole entire bank account trying to get this goddamn uh, perfect hoodie and the embroidery sitting all that shit, and you can't upkeep that, you gotta start somewhere where you can, you know what I mean, grow. It reflects just on the music. The music gonna start one place and then ten years later you're gonna be like, Holy shit, like so just keep doing that and everything you're doing and before we get out of here, is there any what, what, before we leave? Give your final statement because I don't even need to tell you what to say. You already know what to say. So what's your um, spiel? Yeah. So instinct, February twenty sixth. That's when everything changes. Y'all are gonna get sick of seeing Chloe Hotline all around on the internet. And if when whenever whenever real live open back back up. I'm gonna try to do a show every week. Like, y'all are gonna get sick of me. I'm gonna make sure y'all get sick of me. Um, I'm gonna make sure people understand my ideas. I'm gonna let the album breathe. I'm gonna give y'all time, give everybody time to digest it. And summertime, I'm coming too. So, this whole year, I'm just trying to have this shit on lock. I'm producing. I'm producing a tape. I'm producing. Um, Malik, I'm producing this whole tape. Um, a few other artists were doing like little five track EPs where I'm sitting back and playing more of a production role because I love to produce. I love to produce, and when I can't get the idea, I can just send it to another artist and they can get it. Um, Counterfeit Industries, um, the store, we'll, we will have we will have new items starting. Well, yeah, we'll have new new items on the site on March 12th. Um, Three shirts, nothing too, nothing too, nothing too crazy. Maybe, maybe, a, maybe a trucker or a snapback or two. But right now, we're just making sure y'all get the brand identity on the shirts more, like word mark type logos. This, this Gucci shirt, this is the only one that's that that has the logo a little bit smaller. But all the other shit is more word mark or more slogan based. Um, yeah, instinct is album of the year. Oh my god, when y'all hear this. Y'all will know like eight of like fucking Chloe Hotline. Uh, also, yeah, this man instinct is coming out on Friday. Like that, <laughs> it's time. This, this might come out after, but still, if you haven't heard it, go listen to it right now. Because I'm telling you, it's the best damn thing to come out this year. And I ain't spent six months working on it for it to go unnoticed. I'm gonna put it in people's face. I might even get YouTube ads. I'm trying to go all out. Because <laughs> you know what it is. You know what it is. You need the cameras on you. You know you're about to hit the shot. 
you in third quarter. You're going to third quarter right now. We're about to be in the fourth. So it's time to <laughs> you know, strap up and get to it. Well, there you have it, folks. Chloe Hotline, creative genius, legend, everything under the sun in one. Uh, this is Christopher Chance. I, I, leaving this interview, I am completely, I was already sold on Chloe Hotline, but I know y'all are all sold now. So <laughs> that's what I wanted from this. So thank you for, you know, blessing us with the presence. And uh, oh, yeah. Thank you, for, thank you for having me on your platform. Of course. Of course. So, you know, we'll definitely have you back up on here. We're going to do, like, you know, some, uh, like, right now I'm, like, going to interview people individually, but then I'm going to start mixing you all, bring you all on different, you know, talks and shit. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be cool, but y'all uh, prepare yourself. Like you said, they're going to get sick of you. Make also, you made in the URL, that shit is going to be I'm waiting for that shirt, goddammit. I'm waiting for that shirt. Yeah. No, you already know. You already know. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell I yeah. Seen, I've seen the preview of the site. That shit is that shit is super hard. <laughs> we don't shit. But you know, we uh we doing something, but like I said, uh everybody thank y'all for listening. Instinct is out Friday. Please, y'all listen to the album of the year. There's nothing else you need to be doing Friday. So yes, sir. We out of here. Thank y'all. Peace. See y'all in the next one.